You are listening to CJSW 90.9 FM, broadcasting out of Calgary, Alberta, at the University of Calgary campus radio station located on Treaty 7 land. I would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in southern Alberta. The city of Calgary is also home to Métis Nation of Alberta, District 5 and 6. Disclaimer, the following program features language not suitable for all audiences, and the expressed opinions found within this program are a reflection of those who feature on the Pop Culture Effect podcast. Welcome to the Pop Culture Effect. I'm Rockin' Rob, and on this show, I bring my closest friends together to talk about all of the news happening in our pop culture world around us. Hello, everybody. It's me, Bobber. I'm finally back from being an invisible John Cena man in the editor's dimension, and and uh, I, I, I've been I've been very lonely, so so you know I, I had to make the trip out, and I'm joined by all my friends today, almost all my friends, because somebody's being a sleepy little bitch. Anyways, I'm joined by Blaze. Don't worry, folks, he'll go back together to his room soon enough. That's so mean. I miss you guys, and I'm also joined by uh, the, the, I'm joined by Menace. You've been you've been fumbling this bag so hard. I've been loving Shut every up. second no, of it. No, it's it's fine, it's fine, and I'm also joined by Trin. Gemini. It doesn't. The only one that the only one that matters is subset. I don't I care. Yeah, I, do. I I don't give a. Okay. Okay. Cool. Anyways, today is a very special day because it is the last day before I go away to a separate plane of existence for a while. And Finally. These guys will be left on. Are you guys? Damn! I didn't know Cuba seceded. Jesus Christ. Uh. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, guys, for the for the home hearty messages. Uh, yeah. Gotta give that tough love. Yeah. Exactly. Anyways, there are a few addendums I want to address before we get into the meat of episode just to wrap everything up in a nice little bow before I leave for a week. Sorry, Trin, you were saying? Oh, okay. Uh, You muted your mic halfway through that. (laughs) Anyways, so firstly, Blaze, as you remember from our Doctor Who episode, there was one little fact I forgot to include. There was a Doctor Who promotional video for the 60th anniversary, and it showed David Tennant being the one to create the concept of the Dalek, at least by name. Oh, yeah, I forgot they did do that. That was not only just the name, but switched out what was going to be the original weapon on it to be it being a plunger. I'll be honest, I really would have loved to see them have that weapon, but like the plunger is just too iconic. Aside from that, there is at least one other addendum I'd like to put, and that is for the Meat Canyon story I talked about. Since then, he is actually starting to incorporate his animations into his Papa Meat channel, so, you know, he's already finding a good way to use all of his talents at at one channel, so thumbs up for me on that. Hopefully he can get back to making actual meat canyon content but this is honestly just as good for for my for my point of view but anyway to get into the main meat of today's episode unless anybody else has any other addendums they want to add actually here. rewind really quick about the dalek thing what were you saying again there was a promotional video that came out to like promote for the 60th anniversary and it showed david Tennant crashing through the original uh dalek's chamber where the first dalek was being made and he basically gave the daleks their name and replaced the weapon that they would have had with a plunger. Oh, oh like in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, it literally, okay. the, the David Tennant's Doctor is the reason, which is interesting because it's the 14th Doctor, which is the reason why the Daleks are the way they are. Okay, I misheard you because I was looking at something and I thought you said, because you used like the actor's name, I thought you were meaning like he created them. Like, no, what? no he didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's actually a Time Lord and he went back in time to the original airing of Doctor Who and he he inspired them. It, it, yeah, that's honestly, why I was like, what the fuck? It, it, was, it was a really inspiring move by David Tennant, you know, being a time walker and all, but, uh... Time walker. Lord. Yeah, yeah, I got... Is that, like, a time 
vampire? It's like Professor Paradox from Ben 10, obviously. A time okay. walker. Technically, aren't, aren't the angels technically time wouldn't be would be time vampires? Yeah. Yes, technically. Wait, there's there's time vampire angels? What? The, I, the, weeping, the weeping angels, angels, dumbass! Oh, yeah, well, those are statues. Because yes, only when you look at them. Shows how much of the actual show I've seen, aside from yeah. YouTube clips. Oh, man. Anyways, I think it's about time we uh, stop rambling and get into the core of this episode. As we've got a few things we're going to talk about. There's one thing we were going to talk about, but somebody is being a sleepy beepy. And we'll be talking about that next week. But to start things off, I want to talk about something where it's kind of a smaller example of a larger change that's kind of coming into YouTube in the late, in, in the early 2020s. And this is going to be a bit of a ridiculous topic because I'm talking about Dragon Ball Fusion War. And this was a YouTube project made by a YouTuber named Tibby15 Production. And the reason why I chose to talk about this today is one, I think it's an amazing example of how creative people can be. But also I think it's a great example of how AI voice is actually going to be implemented in YouTube in the long term. Because obviously with Tibby being a YouTuber, he wouldn't have close the budget to get people that, that would be able to accurately perform the voices of all the characters that he put into this project because with Dragon Ball Fusion War it is a combination of Marvel, DC, and Dragon Ball and with with the cast of characters it'd be kind of hard to find voice actors to fill that whole role without breaking your bank. So I think this is the first example of how, because I've seen tons of examples uh, like, like DB Shorts who do AI Dragon Ball character monologues. I've seen the Spongebob raps from Glore. There's been a ton of examples of people utilizing AI voice and I just hope especially with the the YouTubers and the content creators that are making really amazing content with with, with their own human input like Glitch's Digital Circus, Ink Tank's 5YL, Unworthy Productions, Power Rangers Unworthy, and even Vibsy Pops, Hell of a Boss, and Has Been Hotel. I am just worried that this project and the ramifications of this project will lead to more AI voice and we may see less and less of these creative human experiences and I I just want to have a brief overview of the of the movie just because I want people to be incentivized to go watch it without me telling everything about it but it is a it is a three-parter that they're going to be creating and it basically tells the story of Kang which is pretty pretty interesting choice with with today's climate um, but he finds both Goku Black and Super Baby Vegeta and they all team up they go after the multiverse itself and the interesting thing about this is not only is there Dragon Ball content but there are two separate Dragon Ball universes being presented in this which is Dragon Ball AF which for those of you who don't know is an old fan comic of Dragon Ball where we saw the first introduction of a fan made Super Saiyan 5 and the, we saw the Dragon Ball universe cross over with the AF universe there's a couple things I want to mention just with me talking about first off the negatives I'll just get them out of the way the voice and lip syncing are kind of bad like it's it's not the greatest and there's also some repeated vocals and sound effects but I that's just that's just commonplace um one thing one tiny issue that they really infuriated me on is anytime they said the word Saiyans they said the word Saiyan and it and it just irritated me to no end and yeah the the, the other thing about this is that they utilized a lot of previously done animated scenes so a lot of the movie scenes from Super were used as overlays for, for 
animation for fight animation purposes and it just seemed like a very i don't want to say cobbled together because i'm assuming there was a lot of time this and effort is... put into this <laughs> what this sounds like blatant plagiarism hey okay that's <laughs> and my main point when talking about this is with the copies of animated scenes and the the blatant copies of the characters that this could be seen as a little bit of plagiarism a little a little oh, bit no like come on man but this is but this is my point this is why i wanted to talk about this because this could have really drastic consequences for youtube because this could just be the commonplace where everybody's just remaking no because people have more standards than that you say that but just because I, people are using ai voice and shit yes that's a thing but like people are still gonna pay for ac actual voice actors and stuff like that if they want better quality on, on, top no of way that... on top of that too with ai voice it's only gonna imitate what's already out there when it comes to making new stuff ai voice it won't be able to do anything for newer creations i just think people especially people who are more cost effective than quality effective they would they may take that cut just to implement that ai voice yes take but that, that, hit of... that doesn't mean that it'll become commonplace no i know i'm just saying that there's a lot of, I, I just wanted to have an open discussion with everybody about the implementation of ai with with everything that has been going on from the music industry to youtube to hell even even some tv shows and movies like it's i feel that ai is really starting to creep closer and closer to being commonplace and it's kind of scaring me why well just because it's going to devalue all of the positions of it won't like, devalue because ai's need algorithm of of those people that they're copying to keep up i'm just saying with with the backlog of content that we already have as humans they have a lot to pull from okay but you can still see that they're not as good as the actual vas or oh, actors or whatever like, for, from a from a viewer point of view it's not gonna be the best experience but strictly speaking from a monetary point of view like they'd be making more because they wouldn't have to outsource for animation and once again i also believe that ai shit if used for monetary gain is just blatant plagiarism so 100 percent, 100 percent. that's why i wanted to a lot of people just aren't gonna really like go towards it the people are gonna boycott against it if anyone ever tries to do it. it's like i've seen so many people boycott card games like Magic the Gathering, when um they're in the art process of making new cards, um every so often either art will be put onto the card that was either made by AI or was made by a fan and they thought it was one of their own artists that made it and it gets put on and it instantly goes bad and has bad backlash. Yeah, because nobody, nobody likes AI. I think it can be used well in the hands of people who use it to support human interaction, but I think it's been unanimously said across the internet that AI replacing humans is just despicable. It's just, it's just it's, not. It's not going to be a thing. I hope it won't be, but it, it is getting the human. Okay, I we all know I'm the cynic of the group. <laughs> I don't believe in humanity at all, but I believe we are smart enough not to be taken down by our own creation. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the one thing you're not considering there is people's greed. There are some <laughs> greedy, greedy people. There's a difference between greed and stupidity. If you're too greedy to get your yourself killed by your own creation you're just stupid at that point you're not greedy anymore no that's fair that's fair i, I just thought it would be interesting like because i know all three of you have very differing perspectives on this like uh menace you have a more youtube-based perspective i know and i 
know Gemini has had her perspectives on AI art and Blaze from the mainstream side of things. Exactly. Like, I just wanted to have this open conversation because it is something that is definitely becoming more uh, more rampant in, in all these new projects and shit that are popping up. And I just hope that the human creators that I mentioned earlier can kind of take back that overall appeal. Because I really love all the stuff that, that the humans that are able to perform and animate are creating. I, I love it from the bottom of my heart and I don't want it to be replaced. My worry is that eventually we'll get to a point where literally half the content on YouTube is going to be just AI. Because I know with Webblecop, he has literally created several different AI channels where the scripting, the gameplay, like pretty much everything. I think the gameplay is actually played by a human, but everything else from the voice, from the, play, the, the model for the VTuber, like everything is automated by AI. It's just very concerning to me, honestly. Well, there are people that will do that, but like it's not the whole thing about content creation is that it's you or the the character that you've created for the channel and that just seems more like a character for the channel than anything else like it all depends on what you're running through the ai algorithm essentially if you if you are taking from other creators and and making ai based off of that that is scummy yeah, <laughs> but it is, it is not it's not good you should you should and, and it kind of just snowballs into like the overall theme that we've had on this show and that is hollywood is just unoriginal they just like everything's it, been done it's been done for years done, already and then everybody's just like what can we remake what can we what, what can we do again for the nostalgia yeah, it's funny because in the meantime, between this episode being recorded and it going up, Milana 2 got an announcement. So, yeah, we're still getting the same old, same old. And it's just like, just make something original. Just make something We're new. in a nostalgic culture at the moment, so it's like, it's nothing that we can really do. You see like, how... And speak, everybody speak. yearns for for those times, so if something yeah, comes out, we that all reminds us of forever. it. We all want to be young again. Oh, I, 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 just, I just hope that... YouTube can take more of a charge with kind of defending the human creators against this AI uprising that my overdramatic brain will will call it. You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. But going back to those original content creators and the work and effort that they put into, I personally feel that there's one that honestly has taken the next step to implementing themselves into being more than a YouTuber because I feel like a lot of the times YouTubers get a stigma where they're just seen as a content creator but menace with this new bibsy pop series on amazon prime i know you have waited literal months if not years to to discuss this new uh, hell of a boss this new has been hotel show i good totally didn't mess good, up I didn't, good, I, good shit shut up I, I didn't mess up you didn't hear that anyways uh and now it's all staying in because i said that uh go ahead take us away for some for some uh, has been hotel so i guess i should start off with for those that haven't heard or seen anything what are you doing? Go watch this. Go, go watch it. Should also make a disclaimer because don't know why people are doing this. This started off as a YouTube series. The pilot is on there. It is. I know sometimes the pilot isn't canon. The pilot is canon to this show, and it was highly praised when it first came out in years after because it essentially gave you like a season's worth of like world building in one episode. But uh, after that pilot, they Vivzy started with her other show, Hell of a Boss, and that took off. And eventually, Amazon uh, Prime Video took took notice and asked if they wanted to partner up with actually continuing Has Been Hotel. The the premise for the show is essentially the daughter of Lucifer, Charlie Morningstar, is creating a rehab 
rehabilitation hotel for sinners in hell to ascend to heaven through redemption. And everybody's going against her, you know, demons don't believe that they're saving them. Even heaven is like, nobody can change. Uh, but every, she's trying real hard because every year there is a, an extermination of sinners due to the overpopulation of all the people doing bad up on earth. But, I'm sorry, I, I need to ask this because I've, I've literally been, I've literally been thinking about it for so goddamn long. Are the two shows connected? Hell of a boss and has they, been? They are in yes. the same universe, but they do not interact. What you know is going to lead to a giant crossover that they're going to promote like hell for. One of, one of the episodes, you do see a quick moment of seeing a couple of the the hell of a boss characters running down the the, the, um, the road um, and in their the background. Have- and there I have think been there references are, as well. Well, and I think the main reason why you probably won't see too much of, like, crossover in either of the shows, more probably has been than um, Hell of a Boss, as uh, in Hell of a Boss, or no, has been, as you stated earlier, Menace, the human souls, sinners, whatever the hell they're called, they're only, they're, like, locked to one layer, correct? Pride layer? Yeah, each each ring is representative of a sin. And, and uh, human sinners are locked to pride, you said, I think? Yeah, they're locked to pride, which is the highest layer ruled over by Lucifer himself. And Hell of a Boss is the main characters are devil born or like imps, hellhounds and everything and they can freely traverse through the layers. Yes, but... So that's probably why you probably won't see some of the characters from there, has been in Hell of a... There's actually a big story reason that they may actually coincide because Blitz, the main character in Hell of a Boss, he runs an assassination service for sinners. They go they go back up to Earth and kill people that they didn't, or that wronged them in their past. That's the co- that's the concept of Hell of a Boss. Yeah. Yes. That's hilarious. What what the fuck? I need to go watch that. What the shit? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's always been watched. He hasn't watched either. I have not. I have not. Robbie, what, what, what rock have you been under? Oh, a big the one. editing a very very rock. big one. Obviously. No. As I say, no, I watched for a few of the first episodes of Hell of a Boss, and I watched the pilot of Has Been, but like how I always tend to be a um a grouch, a uh an ooh, I don't like it. <laughs> A vile, disgusting, rock-dwelling hipster I have a tendency to be when something gets overly proportion, like, out of proportionally popular and the fan base starts to get a little cringe, I, it instantly, like, kicks me away from it. I'm just like, ugh. So, so you're not fair. from the land of ooh, you're from the land of ew. Yeah, pretty much. I'm a <laughs> nasty little goblin hipster from the land of ew, where you the know? moment something, like, blows up in popularity and people are like, whoa, that's the show is the best thing ever conceived. I'm I'm like, first of all, but I should say this is not a this is not a show for kids. This is like an adult swim kind of thing. Yeah, this is um, this is very like think of South Park, American Dad. This is the shows that the creator Vivzi said that they that they grew up enjoying and watching, and they wanted to make a show like this. But it is it is very funny. It's also a musical as well. So like one of my favorite scenes in the entire show. uh, Only there's only been six episodes out right now. They released with four. Then every Thursday they're releasing two uh next week will be the last two for season one and they've been working on season two already and you can imagine that we're going to be talking about this again soon oh yeah Yeah. and i can see why people have gotten like blindsided they shouldn't be because you know i'm pretty sure it probably states on there that it is not for children but um if you just like glance at it for like when you know you're scrolling through prime and you'll you just from a glance she her art style is very cutesy i guess is the best way to put it very cartoony and 
very stylized. She has a very interesting style, which I can see like a blindsided parent being all like, oh, okay, that's a cute little style and everything. Especially if they're like an out of touch, like mid so to older like... millennial parent and older. Yeah, but um, one, of, one of my favorite scenes is like, there is a person that showed up to help her kind of like keep the hotel running is who's called Alistair, the radio demon, random sinner that showed up. He's complete, he's like OP as hell. But he brings a couple people in to help with like running the front desk and them cleaning while Charlie, her partner, Vaggie, uh, work on their first initiate into the hotel, Angel Dust, who is the uh, biggest adult film star in hell. So and it's then... basically like trying to turn, I don't know, any porn star actresses. Um, I'm going to make up one Chiquita a lot. It's like trying to turn her into a nun. Yeah, essentially. But, but even over the course of these episodes, because they had the pilot, which built the world and hell of a boss going, built hell even more, you can kind of, they've been kind of focusing on the characters themselves and you can actually see people do say it's kind of fast paced but if you do watch the pilot you can understand like this is where the people are this is what they were this is what they're like and then go off of there i also do like how fluent the musical the musical songs are in the show they don't feel forced and they actually all are bops every single one of them oh yeah and i keep i keep forgetting to say this so my favorite scene is with alistair the radio demon like i said before and lucifer comes uh lucifer finally shows up and they are literally getting jealous over each other from Charlie's affection and they're trying to one-up each other in a song that has an electro swing backbeat and it's genius. That sounds awesome. And the one, the, okay, the one thing I know about the series, aside from the fact that everybody's been loving it, the animation, the music, everything, but I think Brandon Rogers is the voice actor for Blitz for Hell of a Boss and I just really, really want to see him on this Amazon show. Uh, he actually voices one of the newscasters. Oh, oh, I thought, ah, uh, wait, what's, what's his name? What's his name? There, there's two newscasters, but I, I know who you're talking about. Yes. I do love other. how um, he like wholeheartedly like loves this role. I mean, I'm not surprised. Oh, yeah. It's literally, that's like this show is Brandon, like pretty much how Brandon Rogers likes to portray himself in his videos and comedy skits. So I'm okay, not surprised he's like, yeah, yeah, like, as, diving yeah, that's head first into this. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. He, he said he loves doing it. But which, like I said, I don't blame him. That's the, this, these shows are like, it's the portrayal of like how he likes to make his own comedy skits and everything it's yeah. it is perfect it's like you know two peas in a pod yeah, i did want to uh, say some uh, of the some of the cast for before we get too far off in hell of a boss again it is it is hard because there there have been there's been what two going on three seasons for hell of a boss so far so there's a lot more content to go off from there which will be immediately outdated once like a year passes and they'll be much <laughs> on, more and they're both they're both caught up to the same yeah, same thing the one thing i want to say just real quick is that like i remember an interview between brandon rogers and anthony Anthony Padilla and he went on record to say that one of the reasons why he loved that role so much was because it it literally felt like he was just being himself like you said Gemini and it was just a very personal personable role for him where he was able to just really express who just express himself in the best way and I love all of his performances that I've at least seen back to has been yeah for, so Wait. for the cast we got Erica Hen- Henningsen for Charlie Stephanie Beatriz Beatriz for Vaggie Beatriz. Alex Brightman for Serpentious which is the second person they have joining there. He showed up in the pilot and he was Wait, actually was supposed to be a one-off name? character. Pentius. He's a snake character. Oh, okay. But his name is Alex Brightman for the vo- the VA. Okay, his character name sounds like he was straight from like uh, from uh, 
no, oh, no, he's no. a he's a steampunk inventor. He died. Oh, what? Yeah, he's a, uh, how when sinners die, it depends based on their time period and how they died that they of what they become. Oh, that's so he's cool. a he's a snake inventor with detail. little egg minions. I'd love to see like somebody from the 1800s and somebody. Oh, from tragic! They didn't bring Stamper back. But they got a uh, they got Keith David for Husk, who's the they, uh, they he works got the front Keith desk. David on this? Yeah, we have Kimiko Glenn who voices Nifty, the psychopathic maid. What? The fuck? Oh, she has she's she she fights a war on bugs. What? Huh? Yeah. On bugs. Yes, she's the maid. Like the bugs from Bugs Life? No, just bugs around the hotel. Oh, oh. oh. We got Blake Roman as Angel Dust, who is has beautiful voice, but I do miss the original, the original VA. Amir Tally oh, as as Alistair, the radio demon. I was just gonna say it's probably gonna be pretty disappointing for some like really diehard fans for for the differences in VOs that had to be changed over. VAs. For me, the biggest difference was uh, was Husk. Like I, yeah. I like Keith David, but I was expecting the original voice actor's voice when it switched over to the series on Amazon. Uh, so when it switched to Keith David, it caught me off guard. But I mean, I still like Keith David voicing Husk. It was just different. And uh, some of the some of the other villains we have in this besides, like we got some of the other overlords of hell, Vox, who's voiced by Christian Borle, Orly, and Valentino, who uh, is voiced by Joel Perez. And oh, that's actually all they have for the for the cast. There are a few other other overlords that show up uh, as neutral characters. Characters, and there is another V. Oh God, Velvet. Velvet is her name. I do not know her voice actor though. Um, but it is. It has honestly been doing well for the critic score. It's got an 85 on Rotten Tomatoes, and for the audience score, it's got an 88. I'm sure that'll just increase as we get to the season finale. I feel like it's. You're still gonna have that like 20% because there. I've already seen in reviews that all the Christian families are going crazy. Oh well, of over this. Course. This is literally hell. Like yeah, they're a bunch of I, prudes. I gotta say the the way that they portray hell in this is actually like really good because people will say like oh the, the hell's supposed to be a bad place hell's supposed to be this i think it's actually a very interesting take that hell is essentially a sinner's paradise but they're locked to the pride ring because every year due to so many people going to hell on earth from earth i should say that there's an extermination by angels every year i mean i'd love to go to hell it, without being exterminated exactly like and one of the whole reasons that a lot of people are theorizing why why sinners can't leave the pride ring is because since they still have their soul down in hell they can make deals to become more powerful with other demons wait a minute if there's an overpopulation issue in hell is there a population issue in heaven or do they just have unlimited population size? nobody knows nobody's seen it really oh i hope they depict god that'd be great they they haven't mentioned god but they do depict angels at least in the beginning scene as like those rings with wings and eyes yeah, and shit. yeah like, yeah, like, like the they, they, they went um biblical they already original biblical design of angels like you have the angels yeah. with like six wings and multiple eyes i think it was multiple heads in the actual original depiction like i think it's like a lion head a human head and like there there were some there's out. a bunch of different ones but they're terrifying all of them are horrifying don't look into them yeah but but like i was saying is like people are saying that oh this show is supposed doesn't depict hell or doesn't depict hell and is like is blasphemous because it's about hell the the premise of the show is trying to find a way to redeem sinners to heaven how is that how is that bad like 
like, yeah, they say and they say they say this and they show sexual content and drugs and shit. But that's that's because it's it's an adult show. It's not meant for kids. Yeah. But the premise of the show is still about redeeming people to heaven. And it's about yeah, think, like the actual daily sins that people deal with. I think it comes down to the cutesy art style. People look at the visual representation of the show and they immediately think of kids' cartoon. And I will say, for some people, th- this show covers some hard topics. Like I could imagine you're literally dealing with the afterlife. Well, yes, and because of that, some of the characters have, have sold their souls. So you got to deal with that type of shit too, Blaze. Since you're the only other ones that you're the only other one that has seen this show that is here, what characters do you want to see more of, and like have them like build up on more? I definitely, I definitely want to see more about Husker. I want to see more about his character and how that's going to continue because he is one of the ones that you've talked about with that, like if they have sold their soul to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also yeah. want to see more about Alistair and more of his backstory and stuff about him because there's a lot of stuff about, about episode. He, he yeah, is I a know man what you're of about. mystery. <laughs> He's a man of mystery. And there was a big reveal in the one of the latest episodes and oh. see, and I'm just I'm just the radio man that can really appreciate another radio man. Uh, Too bad Alistair's cooler. Shut yeah. up. Uh, I'm, really I'm real. I'd rather work for him. Wow. Okay. Cool. Thanks, man. You'd rather work hey. for a literal demon than me. Hey, they're not they're not misused and they don't seem malnourished. So hey, I mean, hey, nifty's I... small, but I think that's just because that's nifty. I wonder if they have a four hundred one k. I mean, yeah, you got me on that one. I can't like if you if you talk to me about benefits, I'm like ah, I gotta talk to HR about that one, buddy. I don't, I don't know. Talk to HR. <laughs> But yeah, I, I highly recommend it for, I'd say, younger adults and adults. It's more of a that type of show. Uh, parental discretion advised. Menace here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. But I actually haven't heard of this. Is this a game coming out, Blaze? This, tell us more about this game that you were... Yeah! Please say the name. <laughs> I don't even know what it, another code recollection. Yeah, so this is a game that just released on the Switch a couple days ago. It's actually a remake of a series of games that came out on the DS and the Wii. The first game was Trace Memory. Um, that's what it was called in Jap- Japan and Europe, but in America it was called Another Code Two Memories, and it was a game on the DS that was like a mystery story, and its sequel on the Wii was called Another Code R Journey into Lost Memories, but this game completely remakes both of the games onto the Switch and puts both of the titles into one game together. The premise of the game is you're following a young girl by the name of Ashley who has been given a letter in this mysterious device um, by her father who she thought was dead and suddenly wants to meet up with her on this island off the coast. And when she gets there with her aunt, her aunt goes missing and she has to try and find her, figure out where her dad is on this island, and also um, figure out the mystery of what happened to this ghost child by the name of Dee and how he died. The game has a very similar feel, like a very similar personality and charm to Life is Strange, if any of you guys have played those games. But I have heard of it. I've seen gameplay, so I get kind of where you're going with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has a very it has a very nice personality and charm of Life is Strange, and everyone really likes Ashley's character and her personality that she brings into this game and the story. Um, and 
and it has really fun puzzles and exploration that'd be very similar to not it's not very the game isn't a horror genre but best i can example would be the resident evil games with the exploration and the puzzle solving um so it's a really good blend of like the story um and characteristics of life is strange with the fun puzzles that were in a lot of the resident evil games um funny enough uh the sequel that was on the wii actually never made it to america it was only ever a japanese title oh, so really so this remake is is our way of getting the sequel sequel for the first time as well god the mother the mother three fans are so pissed off right oh, now. oh yeah um because this game it was a very hidden gem game it wasn't really that big of a title but it had a good enough fandom for them to make a remake of the game and it's like a full-on rebuilt from the ground up remake because it's oh, a I ds game that, that got brought onto the switch and completely remade rebuilt from the ground up um the story is still pretty spot on from what i've seen and the um uh, um, but all the puzzles and everything in the game have changed to make it fit better on the Switch um, from going from a DS to the Switch. IGN rates the game at about a 7. It's it's a really fun, chill um, game. You just want to sit down and enjoy the story and some fun puzzles. It's nothing, it's nothing too action-heavy or adventurous. It's just a fun mystery puzzle story. Hopefully it incentivizes other uh, old-style DS and Wii games to get remakes on the Switch, because I know the, the library of, like, specifically with the 3DS and Wii, like, everybody made games for those consoles. Like, literally from licensed games to ah. Oh. Yeah, another good recollection is a lot of fun. I played the demo for it. I just ordered the game uh, right before we started recording this because I tried going to all my local stores nearby to get the game and they were all sold out everywhere. <laughs> yep. Scalpers so, for you. I should be getting that in a couple days. I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of the game, but but if you get a chance to, I'd highly recommend checking the game out if you get it, if you're able to pick it up. And yeah, you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. But yeah, um, going on to uh, more games that are coming out this year, or at least expecting to. Gemini, want to talk about uh, what's going on with Assassin's Creed this year? So I guess an article has been released where um, they kind of give like a brief rundown of what Ubisoft has in mind for the Ass Creed franchise for 2024, because as we know, it's not in its heyday like it used to be. Um, hey, hey, I will defend Assassin's Creed somewhat because yes, Unity was garbage, but they did come out with two separate games last year. So like- Two separate games where all they did was add microtransaction to it to skip the game faster. Okay, yeah, that's a fair that's point. That's a Ubisoft. Sorry, I think when, you, when, when, you fill your, when you fill your entire games with time savers and resources for microtransactions, it's not a game anymore. No, that's fair. I take that He's back. I take it back. <laughs> Are we talking about Mirage? I'm talking about Mirage up to Valhalla. I'm going to be honest. I didn't get too far into Valhalla. I really tried. I tried until they, so hard. They literally waited three months for the game to be out and then added time savers in afterwards. Like, you know what you're doing. I know your company's in the middle of a dumpster fire right now. But call me. Savers. 
it's like being able to find all the secrets on the map, being able to like get the materials for going out and raiding people. If they... It's like time savers and resources pack, like where you can find everything on the map so you don't gotta actually go and store it and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is optional technica in technicality, so like, you know, no one has to buy it. And to be fair, if you have bought them, you, uh, you're a clown, in my opinion. Um, yeah. that is kind that is really dumb. It's, and at least it's, it is an optional thing, but it is, uh, so yeah, you know, because a lot of fans have been a little like nee, 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 about it since the release of Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, which honestly, Odyssey was really fun. I had a lot of fun with Odyssey. Odyssey was um, fun for the Greek mythology, but people didn't like that because it wasn't historically accurate. Okay, and neither was being a fing Viking hacking people's heads off with the, like, you know, it was historically accurate. Yes, that portion, but like, if they're whining about it, like, tying in with the Assassin's Creed portion of lore and history, no. Yeah. See, I feel um, like we need an Assassin's Creed game that actually is an Assassin game, and I know that we had one of them that was kind of going back to that style, but like... Was, like I was gonna say, was Mirage? I didn't play Mirage. Um, Mirage was, was the founding of the Assassins, that's why everybody I thought liked that's it. What it. I thought that's what Origins was. Which one was set in Egypt? I can't remember. Origins. <laughs> they have and too Origins. many right now. There's too many Assassin's well, I Creed thought, games. I literally thought that's what Origins' whole point Origins. Was. Origins is. You, I was wrong. I was wrong. Origins is the, is the beginning of it. I was Which say, one yeah, were you saying? Mirage. That one's set in Baghdad, I think. Okay, I'm I not sure. I haven't played it either. I mean, this article Oh, that is... That these tie like into the people... These tie into the people of Valhalla, Basim, and I can't remember the other one, but they tie into people that were looking for more assassins in Valhalla, and they came across... I, oh, I do remember that. There was, like, a dude who was just like, hello, Viking. Do you wish to be an assassin and you're just like what well they they had originally talked to you you pick a guy or a girl character and depending it's either your sister or your brother they meet them and then he brings them back to his village essentially but then he goes and off and makes you chief yeah i do remember that but anyway so a lot of people are theorizing that the next flagship title in line of release uh assassin's creed red which is still just its code name that's not even that's not the full launch title that's just like it's code name. A lot of people from, are theorizing that it will be launched in 2024. From what um, I heard before, Red is supposed to be like a smaller game, and then next year they are doing the next in-canon Assassin's Creed story which title. I think those are, they mentioned three titles, Hex, Infinity, and Invictus. Yes. Hex, I think, was the code name for Red, actually, if I remember correctly. From how it seems like about Assassin's Creed Hex, that one, honestly, if the theories are correct seems intriguing because it seems like it will probably take place in uh 1600s like um east coast like new england during the time of the uh witch hunts oh that'd be an interesting okay. assassin's creed game i could see them doing that because it's... they would probably uh work it to where like the ones who are doing the witch hunts would be the templars which honestly i could kind of see it mm -hmm. in a way like i could see a very nice way that they could tie that in with the assassin's creed universe i hope that they because like we and like we kind of hinted to make like um a female branch of assassins who are getting mm -hmm. hunted by the templars and being like they're witches and the local populace is like oh yeah <laughs> the way you just got cut off was hilarious. the way your mic cut off oh oh okay i take that back it's 14th 1400s to 
1500s Germany oh, uh, taking okay. place in the Holy Roman Empire, which did also see a very high, uh, that's probably where a lot of like when it washed over to America, like, because I think a lot of those people did emigrate from that portion of the world when like they were finding the new world. So it makes sense. Um, but either way, it's still an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just hope that, that like we hinted at earlier, I hope that they find another person who is more integral to the timeline that we can feel feel more for out of the animus because even even the ones in Valhalla and, and Odyssey these these new crew that we've kind of been running with it's like I, I care more about the people inside the animus at this point like I thought it was interesting also when um with the original three games I think because four is when they because they were looking into what was his name again Sean who was the original De- Desmond that's who it was the, the original dude I thought that was an interesting concept where you played as their descendants and everything I wish they would go back to that I highly doubt they will but I thought that I I do hope that they go back to that aspect of like even playing as your descendants even Black Flag was cool because you were technically still like and and three in Templar I guess if you want to count it from a storyline they were cool because you were still technically going through Desmond's memories they took his corpse and like the game the games air quotations that Abstergo was making were his based off of his memories yeah I think that's what four was three I think you still played as Desmond in the modern time bits I think because I think three was when spoiler alert Desmond does die and then four is when brotherhood or I I thought he died in three the end of three like there's an explosion and he's like ah dies in the cave explosion or something but he he dies it's been it's been forever I'll say to be fair the last time I played Assassin's Creed three I was in like high school so over ten years ago he uh it's when he gets possessed by the by the other thing the other people right honestly like I said I don't remember I just remember being in a cave system like that's where everyone was camping out and there was an explosion and he died at the end and I could have sworn that was three but I didn't play the offshoots of two like the because they're like well they're not offshoots of two but they're like part of the Ezio collection I think is that Brotherhood and Revelation Brotherhood there was Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed 2 and then Assassin's Creed Brotherhood which is technically the third game technically and then after Black Flag and 3 and you kind of went through Connor's story there was Assassin's Creed Revelations which is Ezio during the end of his life I was gonna say I don't remember because I didn't play those like off not technically offshoots but they're not like the numbered series either yeah Um, I didn't get a chance to play this I'd, lo- I'd love to go back and play because I didn't actually finish but too something I do want to add to this kind of that uh, Ubisoft is almost well because of everything Ubisoft is almost going full game pass at this point They've be- they have made a subscription software or a subscription service. Like UbiPass or something? U- Ubisoft Plus is what it's called. Something like that. Why is yeah. everyone adding Plus to everything? <laughs> yeah. Plus. At least EA uh, is slightly original. EA Play. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're, it's the only original thought they've had in the past like 20 years. You get uh, Ubisoft Plus Premium. get new releases and 100 plus PC games. Get access to expansion season passes and more. Get multi-rewards and, you know, can at any time for the low low rate of your soul and the firstborn mm. in the soul of your firstborn yep and the blood of your enemy uh, no. to get 50 no, plus the blood, the blood games, of your spouse you can pay yeah no but see, the blood of the spouse goes after the dlc that's 
what the DLC is priced. Premium at. is eighteen dollars a month. USD. No. I don't know. Like, uh, that's gonna be like twenty twenty four dollars Canadian, probably. Let's say tw- like twenty four dollars Canadian wait, actually, euros. Hold on. You so know, you know right? unlike unlike Xbox, where it's like at the discretion of the publisher if they want to put it on Game Pass or anything. You get new releases day one in wait, early I access. Mean, well, I do kind of understand that, but that does that does lean into then. I do remember seeing Ubisoft made a statement where they were basically like, haha, kiss owning games goodbye. You're never going to own a game ever again because fuck you consumers. Yeah. This is a consumerist society and we're saying fuck you to the things you own because you actually won't own it. You also get m- oh my more God, discounts and 10% off digital currency packs. Uh, I hate it. I hate it. So they're giving, you, they're giving you deals for the time savers now. Ah, yes! Let's go. That's what we needed. They're giving you, they're like giving you a cheeseburger, but at the same time, they got a sneaky hand reaching in your back pocket and taking away your heart medication. What? Jesus Christ. They're like your cholesterol medication. They're like, here's this food, but we're going to take away something that will like save your life. Yeah, well, that's probably why they're doing it like that. Yeah. Speaking of taking away heart medication, is there any chance that we're going to see an actual revitalization of Assassin's Creed where they actually make good games? And so that's what people are hoping with these new games that are coming out. From what I heard is there's supposed to be red and then there's supposed to be a game after it, which is going to actually start continuing the, the actual like stuff of the precursors and stuff like that. Hmm. Which, that'd be nice to get back on track to that with one of the games that I guess they have a like, you know, because, you know, they have a lot of fingers and a lot of pies. They have a lot of irons uh, in, in the in the forge and everything, um, which probably is why it seems like Ubisoft can pump out a game every year because they're literally working on like 15 games at once. Um, or at least like the Assassin's Creed department. Um, I do, it does say that I guess Assassin's Creed Infinity, one of their upcoming titles is intended to be a live service platform. I have no idea what that oh, means. Oh no, that doesn't, that's what that tells me is that they're going to have microtransactions of all it the It means that they're going to try to do, skins. they're going to try to do like a looter shooter or, or not yeah. a looter shooter, but not a looter shooter, An but they're going to be doing assassin like, game. yeah, some, oh something like that. God. Something to that effect. Where Pay it's going to be a multiplayer. Hey, it's going to be multiplayer live service. It does look like they're trying to dip their toes in the mobile gaming market too with Assassin's Creed Jade. Well, okay, I'm oh, yeah. sorry. I was going to talk heavily, about this. Didn't they screw up heavily doing that kind of stuff with Assassin's Creed Unity? Okay. Unity wasn't mobile. No, I'm talking I was about mobile, but the multiplayer live act, like live service. The, the idea of Unity was good. The execution was f***ing terrible. That's Might have been a little just too Ubisoft. like soon for its time. That sounds like a lot of things these days. Because the idea, fact of going in the fact of four assassins going into a mission that's and so like cool. having different having different types of loadouts and pins to deal with such situations that's cool uh the one thing i want to say is that at least from my experience in assassin's creed a lot of the games i played were on the mobile platform so i wouldn't be surprised with them dipping back into that Wait, well. what what have you played on mobile they, were, they, they made full-fledged assassin's creed games on mobile swear to god oh yeah but they're like okay that speed ran the story my whole thing that i've loved about assassin's creed having the big open world and you know the dopamine you you get when you complete a little section of the map and it goes and becomes all visible. Oh, I, love that. I love that. Just climbing through a high spot and being all like, and then you get your map uh, and then you get to see all the secrets in there. It's like, yes. Yeah, but yeah, so, sorry to change the subject to mobile gaming. I, I'm really excited for a multiplayer Assassin's Creed game because like you said, Unity could have been so good. It could have been so been, amazing. But it's also at the time that people were just coming off of Brotherhood. Oh, the only other multiplayer we really had was Brotherhood and that one 
was so fun just walking around and like taking each other out See, i feel like I they if they want to do multiplayer they need to have two separate modes one like unity but m executed better where you can go in steal from other people get out try to do the actual assassin shit or go in you know knife and everybody See, i know nobody's gonna like my idea but i kind of want an assassin's creed battle royale game but i feel like what you cool. originally said having an attraction shooter would wait or extraction assassin game would be way cool they're trying to yep. steal as much money and then get out while there are other teams trying to steal money as well in there or, or try to kill somebody and escape without being seen yeah unity i, I expect the check in the mail that could be an interesting concept where like there is a large group of players and like half of the player base is um maybe not like super large but um a decent size where like half of the player base is um the, the guards uh, yeah like a guard or even like targets or something or the targets could the be templars NPCs. yeah like the templars and then like the other half could be the assassins and it could in, in technicality this could fit a it could still merge with your battle royale uh theme in a sense of like which team then has the most standing at the end and um who has like the most points like you know the templar side could be like whoever rat like ousted or defeated it's how like at this like did they defeat and oust more assassins than the assassins were able to pull off their missions see and all i could think about is instead of dropping in from an airplane they'd all drop drop in from equally high points of land. You just all eagle jump or uh, leap of faith into the map at the same time at the yeah. beginning. Yep. You said like maybe not a massive like to the point of like Fortnite or other battle royales. I could or, see like, like what, a 6v6. Yeah. yeah like it's like a 12 player base. Um, If you want to keep it a little smaller maybe four like or eight. Mm -hmm. So like four on one team four on the other. That could be an interesting concept to combine a form of an extraction base game and a semblance of a like battle royale but it's not fully battle royale because you're not like all like you're not your goal is like instantly line to the others and kill them it's just like you know i could see what like see what bobbert said where like there's a specific amount of targets that the assassins need to take out and the other team whether it be like bodyguards templars whatever have to keep them alive just, and do I, other stuff and that's I why i said it probably would, if it's like assassin targets it'd probably be best maybe to keep those as npcs yeah. i just want something to break up the monotony because i feel like with all assassin's creed games it's you go here you kill men you escape you did good well that's why they're the story missions bobbert yeah oh, i know i know i'm just saying that's why they're i think a, I think a lot game. of that's that also... became i think a lot of that became more monotonous when they turned it into an open world rpg because that is tragically the downfall of a lot of open world rpgs is it's so big it's true though that is like a downfall of a lot of oh even I'm, it... I'm sorry it's an amazing game i love it to bits but that is kind of a tragedy that that is even a thing with elden ring it's such a massive world but after a bit you're like god damn i am i My have honestly I'm like Tired. It, like, and it's not even to that. It's you know because it's so big, and they have to make all of this stuff. They have you, and they end up reusing a lot of assets, and that's another thing that can make it just feel so saney. Like that's I said, fair. Elden Ring falls into that downside. That's... I mean, how many different copies of like the same boss do we see? All that the is time? one reason. Yeah, that is one reason why I've liked honestly. I've liked like Odyssey Valhalla without the time savers and stuff like that because like I like how they get into the mythology of stuff as well, like fighting the mythical beast of Greek mythology or fighting the giant serpent of Egyptian mythology or, you know, like... And also, with the people saying that's not realistic and it's not, like, it's real or anything, it ties in with the lore or with the world building of Assassin's Creed because with that, didn't they say it was, um, what the f*** were the ancient... What's the ancient race called in Assassin's Creed? Like, the it's not the, the Protheans. That's, 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 like that's The Precursors is what I call them. I, I think they have a legitimate name and I don't remember. Yeah. I'm gonna call them... No, okay. that's a... That's a faction. It's. Uh, I'm gonna 
just say Protheans. It's not Protheans. That's from Mass Effect. That's the ancient race of Mass Effect. But um, you know, they're kill like, wizards. They're from the past, yeah. though, my guy. Oh, I've passed. They're kill an wizards. ancient. They're an ancient, advanced race that died out, and a lot of the mythical beasts, mythical like um, idol gods and everything, are actually um, creations from these this ancient race. Um, if I recall, an Odyssey, you go to Atlantis in one of the DLCs, and it's a real thing because it was a city that was created by this ancient race. I and never actually, like, I have all the DLCs, but never got to play all. Dip my toes in Atlantis because I really fucking love the concept and the myth of Atlantis, and there is a very, very large part of me that does believe the myth <laughs> that it existed uh, at one point. Shut up! I also yeah. believe in Nessie. We know this. Um, Nessie's real. What do you mean? Yeah, she's just a giant. Piece and Mothman. Right? As, yeah. as as being Celtic, I can tell you she's. But like you know, that's a nice way to tie in myth with this world that's supposed to be like modern, like real, like modern day real world, but also explain why like the mythological creatures and the gods exist because they are the ancient race, whatever the f- they were you're, called. You're also in like a big VR set, essentially. That too. That's the one thing that I really liked about it was the animus was just you were able <laughs> like, to go back into the what was it lives of assassins in Valhalla. There are these missions. In, in the Animus world where you turn into the character outside of the Animus world and do it for some reason. Interesting. I didn't you get too what? far in... Yeah. Uh, Your mic cut out. You, you do what? Oh, you become the character outside of the Animus world and you do parkour for some reason. Uh, Interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would say it's some woman. I don't remember her name. To, she, to she's been the main character since Origins, if I remember. Yeah, it's Talisha or something. I don't fucking remember yeah. her name. Which I understand, like, this is the new team. Desmond's gone, but, like, I don't... Besides Sean and... Oh god, I can't even remember her name. I don't really have any connection to anybody. Neither do I. That's the life of a loner. Because she doesn't have... She she was just random Abstergo agent, took an animus, started to rebel. Yeah, she like rebelled cool. from Abstergo. I don't know. I just... I, as someone who has kind of faded out or faded away from the Assassin's Creed franchise, I still do really like it because I do enjoy the older games. I do enjoy some of the newer games. I just... I like the franchise. I'm sad to see where it's going. I'm really hoping whatever Ubisoft has planned for this year that they do a really good job on it. And at the very least, if this one doesn't do too well, that their future like ideas and plans do pretty well. Cause you know, it's a really good franchise. The games were pretty good in the past and I just hope that they will get their heads out of their greedy money grubbing handing asses and do better. See, I'm actually excited because if really Red wrong. is if Red is like its own separate story, like how people are speculating it to be. I think that could be good, a good refresh for the franchise. We're not kind of drugging through the thing. We have this separate character. We have they can focus on building up this person, focus on building up like if it's in the animus or if it's just actually something that happened, kind of thing. I think that I think, I think that is what they need. They need just to restart, restart, and also spice things up. And it's this is supposed to be set in feudal Japan, so everybody's gonna. Fuck oh, up. that's right! I forgot about that. I'm so I'm so hyped for that. I'm sorry. Weeb. Shut up. It, this one yes, is supposed no. to be in feudal Japan, and then I think Jade is a mobile game set in China. And they did have one that was set in China, but that was like their weird side-scroller platform game for a yeah. series that was kind of if lame. I remember, if I remember, that's actually the prequel to Red. The is one it? in China? Uh, I think they, had, they, were, they had three. There was one in China, one in India, and I don't remember the third one. They, they made like three side-scroller platformers. I'm not sure for the other one.
ones. I just know about red, and I know that the other one is supposed to be set in China. I think that's supposed to be. Who knows? We can only wish to see. We can only hope that it will be better. Focus, <laughs> focus one story at a time. You gotta, you gotta nail these shits. That could be a reason why their games are a little lackluster because they are like throwing too many irons into the forge, and then they yeah. might not pull them out in time, and they're a little mushy or like dingy <laughs> and everything. You gotta strike the so... iron while it's hot. Not... Yeah, Just not like back in. Yeah, either not you have to strike it while it's hot. Not either set it off to the side and then it gets too cold, or you leave it in there and it just turns into unusable mush. Gemini here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. But that concludes me talking about Assassin's Creed. How would you like to wrap us up, Robbie? If you have any other final remarks, but I wanted to. I did want to bring something up as an a dum dum for for console users. Dumb, dumb. This may be a good thing coming. There was an update as of yesterday. January 27th, or it actually could have been a little bit earlier, I think it was maybe 25th, that came out for PlayStation that disabled Zim and Cronus on consoles. Oh, and right. then still hasn't been a fix yet. For those of you that don't know, Zim and Cronus are ways to either get aim assist while using a mouse, or you can set recoil patterns on these devices and essentially get no recoil. They are deemed as cheating by the, they've been both deemed as cheating by Microsoft and Sony, so don't do it. Oh, you know that's bad when Microsoft and Sony are agreeing yeah. on something. Yeah. Right. Oh. So. No, I hear that. That's definitely. But there was an there was there was an update that came out that completely disabled it on the play, the PS5, and there uh, hasn't been a fix since. I mean, this is a step in the right direction, you know. Hell yeah! Now anyway. pass that shit over to Microsoft. So get it too, please. Right. Uh, I was gonna say, if yeah, Microsoft says it's a problem, then goddamn, get on get on it, Microsoft. Steve Stephen Bills, the head of Microsoft. Stevie Bills. Steve. The one last thing I want to talk about is the fact that Despicable Me Four has had a trailer and I. I want to die. I want to die. The trailer dropped two hours ago and I don't know how to feel about it, guys. I'm shocked they're doing another movie for Despicable Me. They are riding they are riding that horse till it's dead. Literally five Dude, movies. It's... Four Despicable Me movies and a Minions movie and I think they're going to make Minions too. It's a franchise that kids like. It's a cross-generational thing at this point. I hate it. I, the only thing I like about it is the fact that it gives Miranda Cosgrove and Steve Carell jobs. So, I love me I What love was me her last name again? Cos- what? Cosgro? Cosgro. Cosgro. Oh, whatever. Sorry, Cosgro. my Canadian dialect. It's Miranda Cosgrove, eh? Yeah, shut up, man. Oh, wait. <laughs> not, 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 now that he said it, all I can think of is Cosgrove. Cosgrove. Miranda Cosgrove and Steve Carell. There, that's more American. You still said Cosgrove, though. Oh, wait. Whatever. I, Carly. There, you happy? Never watched it. I, Carly, and... Oh, I can't remember his name from the office. Got Michael, Michael from The Office. I, Carly, and Michael from The Office have jobs for this movie, and I'm happy. That's the only thing that makes me happy about this movie. Yeah, she's uh, not Carly, she's Megan. Steve, Car- Steve Carell doesn't need minions to You know, get actually, work. you know what? Since I might not come back, I want to do another headcanon theory. I think that Megan from Drake and Josh had to go into witness protection, and then she eventually okay. became my Carly. That's, that's it. That's all I have to say, everybody. It's been a lovely time watching us evolve into, or listen. This We're not visual yet. <laughs> Um, it's great to listen to us devolve into the greatest hits of what we want to talk about for pop culture. For those of you watching on YouTube, make sure to like, 
listening. comment and listening. Oh yeah, I, oh I didn't listen to what you said. That was funny. Anyways, if you see, if you happen to catch us up on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. If you happen to hear us on the CJSW network, make sure to check out all the wonderful, amazing content they have offering on their website and system beyond. And I'd love to thank all my lovely friends for joining me today. I'd love to. I, Jesus Christ. I'd like to thank uh, Gemini. A pleasure as always. Blaze. This is where we keep you in the editor's room. It was fun though. Shut up, man. And Menace. I'll make sure you to lock the door this time. See, what you guys it's don't realize time, is it doesn't matter whether you lock the door or not because I have my dortle. And that's You're it, everyone. What? Why would you oust yourself, you idiot? <laughs> You're the one that ousted me, actually, on, last episode. Just deny it and say it was just stupid. On, I can't on, deny because I want to be honest. He's already told us about it. I don't want to lie. Built something okay, against I'm, it. I'm not a liar. But yeah, it is a pretty nice dortle. Uh, it's closed now. All right, bye. Get back to the editor's room. Editor. <laughs> that's where we cut it. And that's the outro. Yep. <laughs> hey, yo. Subset here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW.